This is The Fit Mess with Zach and Jeremy. Breathing, cold therapy, commitment, or mindset. These are the three pillars of the Wim Hof Method. They are also the focus of our discussion with our guest this week, Dr. Josephine Warsak. She is a Wim Hof instructor, molecular biologist, and author of The Healing Power of Cold, Use Cold to Strengthen the Immune System, Reduce Stress, and Become More Efficient. So this episode is one that is, uh, occasionally these happen for me, where it's kind of a full circle situation. I remember, Zach, when you and I were first talking about various self-help things that were working for you as I was starting to sort of follow in your footsteps of the things you were trying, I remember that you talked about that you took cold showers basically every day. And I remember thinking like, what the fuck is wrong with you? That sounds horrible. Why would you subject yourself to that? And now here we are after I've just a few weeks ago done a, a cold and breath work retreat with uh, the Iceman Wim Hof and with our guest, Dr. Josefina Worsek, where we did we I, multiple days. I exposed myself to cold. I took a snow bath. I got in, you know, in a lake that was 30 something degrees for two minutes and I've felt the benefits of it. So it's just so funny to me to to look back on my journey in these in these moments that come up every now and then and go, wow, how far I've come from that's fucking insane to mm-hmm. man, this is something everyone should do all of the time. Yeah. And actually, I, I love watching that, especially with you, because there's been so many other things where I'm like, I'm doing this. And you're like, dude, why? What's wrong with you? <laughs> you're an idiot. That, that's so stupid. And then 12 months later, you're like, why didn't you ever tell me about this? Have you this heard of this? Amazing. This is such a great thing. You should really try it. You'd be surprised the benefits from it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no cold showers, cold exposure is totally awesome. However, getting into it is a slightly painful, like you, you got to have some drive and motivation and determination at the very beginning for sure. And it's funny, I have, uh, I've done the showers and my favorite so far has been just getting in a cold lake. That, that is my favorite. The shower is so tough because I generally, when I do it, I start out with a hot or, you know, at least a warm shower. And then I've got to convince myself to turn it out. Like I have to make the, the decision to turn the handle and subject myself to that. And so often yeah. I'm like, ah, you know, it's been a hard enough day. I don't think I need to challenge myself this way too. And I'll talk myself out of it. And this happened just the other day. I was in the shower and I was like, ah, man, I'm, it's, I'm, I'm having a hard enough time. I don't need to, to subject myself to pain right now. I'm, I'm just going to take a normal hot shower like a normal person. And then the hot water ran out. And I was like, <laughs> well, I'm in it now. It, it, you know, what am I going to do? I might as well just ride this thing out. Yeah, I do that too. When I'm taking a shower at 530 in the morning, I'm like, man, my day's already been really tough. I don't know if I want to deal with cold right now. Yeah, exactly. And it's funny, like, because so much of it for me is that mental discipline of, you know, can I put myself through something difficult? I'm like, every fucking day is difficult. Why do I keep doing this to myself? And then when I do, I'm like, oh, right, because I feel awesome now. Right. For anyone out there going, that's crazy. Nope, no way. Cold exposure to your body has some really massive benefits. And I can't tell you how many things are better for me. Like my mood is better. You know, I've got a bunch of arthritic pain that generally goes away. I get, I've got really sensitive skin and my nerves are irritated. That goes away. Um, mood disorders, inflammation, like you name it. There's all these things. It's like CBD. It's like this multi-purpose Swiss army knife tool. 
It absolutely is. And, and the science behind it is what really convinced me that this is something that I should be doing more of. And I mentioned the retreat that I went on, uh, or I went on, it was a virtual retreat. And it was uh, hosted by Wim Hof. If you haven't heard of him, he's known as the Iceman. He can climb snowy mountains in his shorts. He's I mean, he's one of the leading pioneers in, in cold therapy and the many benefits of it, as, as well as breath work, which we will talk uh, more about. But on this virtual retreat, the person who stole the show was Dr. Josefina Worsak. She is a uh, molecular biologist, and she has a new book. It's called The Healing Power of Cold, Use Cold to strengthen the immune system, reduce stress, and become more efficient. I'll warn you, it's in German. So if you can read German, uh, go for it. But during this retreat, she broke down the science of why cold therapy works, why it's so beneficial, and why almost everyone should be doing more of it. We had a chance to talk to her about that. And we started by talking about how she went from being a molecular biologist to being the first female German-speaking certified Wim Hof trainer in the world. Yes, it was quite a journey. So um, thanks for asking asking that question. So it started already back in 2006, 15, 2015, when I watched um, a video of Wim Hof for the first time and I got super interested because he's claiming like a lot of things um, in videos, you know, saying like, yeah, we can heal the world, heal depression and heal inflammation. And yeah, so I'm a molecular biologist. And I thought like, okay, I'm not sure what this guy is talking about with just some breathing and some cold exposure, how will that work? And I got, yeah, into the research. I like downloaded all the publications. I I read the stuff and I thought at at the end of it, I thought like, okay, Wim has a point. Like there's not, there are some studies done, not like huge ones, not like a lot of them, but a few. And they really show that the Wim Hof method is actually working on yeah, reducing inflammation levels, but also increasing the strength of the immune system by boosting your um, white blood cells. So I thought like, oh, that's super interesting. And that was in 2015. And I actually contacted um, the researchers that performed these studies. They live in the Netherlands. And um, at this moment, I was still working in a biotech company. And I said, hey, like, I really like to analyze these blood samples again with our technology. Um, We used metabolomics, so that's, you can analyze all vitamins or hormones, everything, like up to 100 metabolites in one sample. And um, they actually agreed, they love to do it, and we started a corporation. And within that corporation, I... um, Yeah, I met Wim Hof for the first time. That was in 2016. And Wim is a very, like, you know, he's a person like, oh, you cannot only study my message, you also need to do it. So (laughs) he was like, as soon as I came, um, yeah, to visit him, he said, like, you need to lay down, you need to do the breathing, you need to have an ice bath. And I experienced that all, and I thought, like, wow. I mean, this is, like... I've never experienced some like an effect so, so strong within 15 minutes of breathing. And I was a yoga teacher by that time already. And I knew like meditation exercises and breathing exercises, but I never seen like within myself such a strong effect. And I was like, oh, I want to want to be able to to teach that also to my yoga students. And it did not take long. And then 2017, I started the Wim Hof instructor training. And by end of 2017, I first quit my job as a molecular biologist and then um, passed the exam to be a Wim Hof instructor. And yeah, 
since then I'm happily teaching, wrote a book already about the cold and cold exposure. And yeah, it's, I'm super happy and grateful that I do and can do what I, what I do now and really help people with just breathing and cold exposure. Yeah. So that's, that's a, an amazing journey that, that you've been on. And again, I, I suspect that everyone listening to this show knows what the Wim Hof method is, but for anyone who doesn't know, um, can you just give a, a brief overview of what it is and what we're talking about here? Of course. Yeah, I'm happy to do that. So the Wim Hof method was invented um, by yeah, a Dutch man called Wim Hof, and he's now over 60 years old. And he um, worked with breath and cold exposure already since his childhood days. And um, during a yeah, tragedy, he, he lost his, his wife. And then really he like worked, needed to do a lot of inner work to not um, yeah, fall apart. And that's when the Wim Hof method came out of it. And the Wim Hof method consists of three pillars. And one pillar is a cold exposure. Then we have the second pillar that's breathing. And the third pillar is a mindset. All of these together are the Wim Hof method. I want to start with the cold exposure, if we can. We've talked a little bit about breath work. We This is our first time on the show talking about the cold. And whenever I tell people I'm doing this or they see me walking down to the lake and there's you know six inches of snow on the ground and I'm in my swimsuit, they're like, well, my, what are you, why are you doing that? Why am I doing that? What is it doing to my body sort of on, on a cellular level, but also on kind of an emotional level? What is that doing for me? Mm-hmm. I mean, the question, what is it doing for you? You can only answer yourself because you feel it and you know what's going on inside you and why you want to do that. But of course, there's like a scientific question to or a scientific answer to it. And there are like actually several reasons to have cold exposure. Like reason number one in times like these would be like strengthening your immune system. So like elevated levels of white blood cells. And this has been shown in several studies that this happens um, when you do winter swimming. So that would be reason number one, obviously. Reason number two would be that it works on your inflammation levels. And this is especially beneficial for people that have chronic inflammation in their body people that have, for example, rheumatic disease or arthritis, but could also be like depression. Depression also has a like inflammatory background. So every kind of disease that is linked with inflammation could possibly benefit um, from cold exposure because um, inflammatory cytokines like interleukin-6 are reduced by cold exposure. Yeah, so that's super, super interesting. I'm very interested in hearing a little bit more about that. My body if I look at a piece of bread or anything with carbohydrates in it, my whole body inflames. Like I'm just naturally inflamed. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a very big believer in the cold to help manage that. But there's so many different ways to get into the cold. So Jeremy jumps in a lake. I generally go to a, like a cryo chamber for two minutes at negative 180 degrees Fahrenheit. Or there's, you know, ice baths. I've heard a lot of things about them, but like, what's the best way to do it? Or are they all good? Or which one should we be focusing on? Mm, Yeah, it's a very good question. And a question that has never been scientifically answered by studies. So there is no study that compares cold showers with ice baths, with cryo chambers or cryo sauna. 
I think every little bit of cold exposure is good. <laughs> so even if people like that listen now start tomorrow with a cold shower, that's already beneficial and they will feel the effect of cold exposure, how it makes them vague and happy. And yeah, works. they can also see it on their skin, how it works on their cardiovascular system with closing and opening the, the blood vessels. So And I think every little bit is good. So what I usually do in the summer, I take a cold shower. In winter, I have a cold bath. And uh, on really, really hot summer days where even our shower doesn't really get um, cold water anymore. And then I also go into the cryo chamber and I, I enjoy that a lot. So I think there's something to all of these methods. Also for elderly people and people with disabilities, that maybe sit in a wheelchair, it's sometimes quite hard to get into icy water. And then like a cold chamber can be very practical because it's basically like a sauna, you open the door, you can go in, uh, you can get your cold um, exposure and can get out with even without even getting like dressed, um, you know, having wet clothes that you need to peel off again. So it can be very handy for old people or people with a disability, yeah. Is there any benefit to doing it for 20 minutes versus two minutes. I, I know the retreat that, that you uh, helped facilitate that I was a part of a few weeks ago, the basic instruction was two minutes, just sort of build up to that point. That's that's where the, the effects kick in. If I work at this and I can stand 10, 15 minutes, am I getting more out of it or is that two minutes enough? Actually, two minutes is enough. So two minutes is like the perfect trigger for your body. So the reason why cold exposure works is you're like we all are dressed up nicely and warm and then we have cold exposure and our yeah whole body really gets like a little shock um, like a little stress and needs to adapt to that stress and this reaction of adaptation is actually the whole benefit of it and um, of course you can stay longer and in our retreats for example um, I also teach longer ice baths, but then it's not so much about bodily health. It's more about mindset and to really feel how strong you mentally are, because there's a huge gift also in that. But I would only recommend like, um, yeah, 10 minute ice baths with an experienced instructor or with at least an experienced person on your side that is able to worst case warm you, <laughs> and, rescue you. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, and if I can follow up on that my personal experience when I've when I've done I've only done it a few times in this way I've done cold showers for a long time but but the exposure in a icy lake there is something that happens that first minute there's the immediate like shock where your body just sort of reacts and then a, about a minute in I feel like is where either something changes in my body or I just get numb, but there is this sort of calm that, that comes over me. Is that just going numb or is that my body sort of changing into another mode to mm -hmm. start healing? Yeah, actually it's, it's your body changing. Also what I, what I mentioned in the weekend retreat with Wim voice, like the cold is also working on your, autonomous nervous system so your body usually has two parts of the autonomous 
nervous system that it's uses to adapt and find balance your whole system. So there is the sympatheticus, which, which makes you active and fight and flight, you know, all these things. Mm -hmm. And then there's the parasympatheticus, and that makes you like able to ease down, to feel sleepy, to rest and to digest. And you described it very nicely. Like you go into the ice bath and it's a very, very normal reaction that the body makes like a, like a gasping reaction. You have a long inhale, you make like your shoulders go up and your breathing is very high and fast. And then after a while, and it comes also with training. So it takes not only one ice bath, it takes a few <laughs> ice baths and some adaption. And then your body will be able to make like, ah, to breathe calmly again, to have your shoulders relaxed and to be like calm and happy. And then your body, body switched into from the sympatheticus into parasympathetic mode and you come into relaxation. And that's also what we aim for. So to teach our participants in a way to make that switch because usually in our lives we are very much in the sympathetic mode so we are like very like stressed just by life and media and everything and we need to learn to make that switch to ah, calm down again and to be able to fall asleep in in the night when we should and um yeah ice passing can help to learn to switch again so on the flip side of that are there any dangers or any possible negative reactions that people can have to general cold therapy or how, you know, if you stay in too long, obviously hypothermia can set in, but can you talk a little bit about that and, and what those potential issues could be? Mm -hmm. Yeah, very good question, Zach, because that's also something like here in Germany, the last winter was so beautiful and people just suddenly started to jump into the ice water just for the pictures and everybody shared something. So they needed to do it, too, and uh, <laughs> but without knowing actually what they are doing. And so it's <laughs> a very good question. I'm happy to answer it. So in general, I can say that every healthy individual is very able to do cold exposure, but really I like every healthy one. So every person that has an underlying health condition, like a disease, underlying disease, should be very careful and also ask the doctor if with that certain disease, he or she can still do cold exposure. So that's definitely say that. And there are some very yeah common disease, for example, high, high blood pressure, um, like that's very common in the US, very common in Europe, <laughs> like especially elderly, elderly people have high blood pressure and they should not go into um, an ice bath because an ice bath will change your blood pressure. It will even make it a little bit higher just for the moment that you are in the ice. And if these people already have high blood pressure, it might get into a dangerous zone. So we generally generally say people with high blood pressure, please don't go and have an ice bath. Same is true for people that have heart conditions. So if you had the heart failure, heart attack, um, a stroke, um, please don't go into the ice bath. Mm. Um, also, if you have an acute fever, like if you're feeling ill in this very moment, your body needs to rest and you should not go into an ice bath. Yeah. 
One of the underlying conditions that hasn't been talked about uh, in in the U.S. very much, especially with COVID in the last year, is uh, obesity and, and being overweight. Mm-hmm. How much of a concern is that? And I've also heard that that cold exposure can actually promote weight loss. Is that mm-hmm. true? And and how much or how concerned should somebody be if they are slightly overweight to obese? Is is that an underlying condition to be worried about in practicing this? Not so much. Like sometimes obesity goes hand in hand with high blood pressure. I mean, that's like the metabolic syndrome. Sometimes that's linked to each other. But if the people don't have high blood pressure, um, it is fine for them to go into the cold. Like I would recommend everybody, like also healthy people to first start with cold showers and then do that for, you know, two weeks and until you're feeling nice under the cold shower. And then the moment has come where you can start to have an ice bath. And I um, recommend to always go together, together with another person, like take an ice bath buddy. It's also more fun. And then start slowly. Don't push yourself too much. Walk into the water. Don't swim, but more like walk in. And when the water is reaching your belly button, just sink down, put your shoulders under water, close your eyes, do some breathing, you know, some calm breathing, uh, focus on your, yeah, on your heartbeat or on your breath. And um, yeah, after two minutes, get out. And actually, um, a cold bath is really turning on your metabolism. Like, I've noticed it myself, maybe you do too, you guys. Like when I have a cold exposure or a lot of cold exposure when I'm in Poland, um, then we nearly go every day then my really my appetite goes up a lot and I'm like I'm hungry and I need to eat a lot more than when I'm here at home and it's warm and cozy so it can really in like it definitely does something whenever I'm in the cold the one thing I have to depend on is my breath work it's the only thing that gets me through being in the cold because you mentioned after two weeks of cold showers and when it's nice, you can progress to something else. <laughs> I'm not sure I would define it as ever nice. It's rejuvenating, <laughs> but um, I always have to breathe through it. So I would love to switch gears to the second thing you mentioned is breath work. And can you tell me about the breath work aspect of, of the Wim Hof Method? So the first thing that I like to share here is like the, the breast work is never to be combined with actually going into the water. So it's two separate things from each other. You're not doing breath work in the water. Like in the water, you can just make some size of relief, like letting your shoulders go and breathing out and like making a noise. And that's all you need. And then you can switch to like nice slow nose breathing in the water um, but of course yeah there is a the breast work um, a second pillar um, of the Wim Hof method and there um, it's a very it's a very intense breast work you do it um, laying on the yoga mat or laying in your in your bed so somewhere where you cannot hurt yourself also when you faint because it's, this can actually happen because it is a quite intense um, breathing exercise and yeah, you do around 30 to 40, um, yeah, quite fast and deep breath. And then you hold your breath on the exhalation uh, for quite a while. And when you feel the urge to breathe, um, you breathe in and hold your breath again for 10 to 15 seconds on the inhalation. And that is one cycle of the Wim Hof breathing. And that's, of course, very short now, <laughs> how I explained it, but that's roughly it. And you do like three to four, five rounds per day. And yeah, 
it's you can do it in the morning or in the evening. Um, yeah, whenever it feels good. And why would somebody do this? What is again? What is that doing for for your body when you put yourself yeah. through that? What what can be kind of an intense experience? Mm-hmm. It is an intense experience. Like for me, it's like super relaxing. I love to do the breathing because it calms me down and I can even do it to fall asleep. Um, It's like my head gets empty. There are not so many thoughts anymore. And I just feel like I'm in a very meditative state. And I very much enjoy that. That's for me, reason number one to do the breathing. But also here, it's coupled to um, health benefits. And it's quite similar reasons than reasons for cold exposure. So actually, if you do the breathing, it has been shown that it strengthens your immune system by pushing or elevating um, white blood cell counts. So that is one thing. Second thing that has been shown in the same paper by Matthijs Cox and Peter Pickers was also reduced inflammatory um, levels. Here they measured interleukin-6, TNF-alpha, and they, yeah, all went down. So super interesting. Um, What also has been shown is um, that you play around with your O2 and CO2 levels. And to play around with that seems to be also very beneficial. Like there's a thing called um, seropoietic hypoxia. Maybe you've heard of it. Otherwise, just Google it. You find a lot of um, yeah stuff about it. And actually, when you hold your breath on the exhalation, your O2 levels really drop down quite deep, a lot deeper than normally when you hold your breath. And that's because you did breathe out a lot of CO2. Like your CO2 is super, super low after these 30 to 40 deep breath. You hold your breath and then very slowly O2 is going down and it goes a lot deeper than normally. So it reaches levels that again, like tickle your body to adapt. Um, And that little tickle (laughs) is what we want to do. And probably there are many interesting things happening Wim is all the time talking about a study that is not out yet. I hope it will be out one day where they show that um, the breastwork is actually showing um, yeah, changing gene expression. And that would be super interesting to see which genes are changed, but it's not out yet. So uh, yeah, it will be exciting. That's fascinating. Yeah. You mentioned the the tingling and the few times that we've had folks on to talk about breathwork, I've, I've had to share these experiences that I've had. And, and I especially wanted to ask you about this because you have a scientific background. I've gone to some weird places in my breathwork. And in particular, uh, the, the, the retreat, the, on, the online retreat that I did with you, I felt like at one point I was, the only way I could describe it because I wrote, I wrote everything down, was I felt like I went to whatever is between birth and death just this sort of like where it all connects, where, where there's kind of nothing and everything. Whenever I explain these experiences to people, they think, well, you're just hallucinating because you don't have enough oxygen in your brain. There's just something chemically out of whack. Is that true? Or am I sort of experiencing something that I'm otherwise closed off to because our brains can only process so much? Mm-hmm. It's it all the answer may be, you know, whatever I believe is what I believe, but I'm always curious to hear what, especially somebody with a scientific background thinks about those experiences where you sort of have that out of body, mm-hmm. unexplainable experience. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, 
I don't know if, if you guys experience that um, or people that listen now to this um, podcast, but like you can go to that place that you described with many different ways. So there's breastwork, different kind of breastwork. There's meditation, different kind of meditation. There are like things that you can consume and that will kind of get you to the same place. Mm -hmm. So what I think, because I have been there with meditation, like in like, yeah, 10 day silent retreats, and you can get to that place just by closing your eyes and sitting still. So I think what we experience here is our like essence of what, we really are so like not the sinking brain and all the thoughts but the thing the layer underneath that is there the silence and the yeah yeah unity i would call it and what has been shown but it's like um it's only one study um done with one person and the one person was vim and there has been like the brain over body um study um And they have done a brain scan of them and they could see that blood flow is changing in brain areas that are involved into ego perception, like to, to percept yeah, yourself as Josephine or Jeremy or Zach. And that they're in a way that is like <laughs> cut off. <laughs> so you're, and that is super interesting, I think. And there also has have been studies about meditation that show that somehow your brain is altering. So I, I think for what we experience, there is also a scientific explanation, but until we 100% have that explanation, I think it's still a bit, yeah. Okay. I think we have a glimpse of what is happening. <laughs> So you mentioned meditation, and if I'm not mistaken, you said that was kind of the third pillar. Is that right? Mindset, actually. Mindset is a, the, the third pillar. And, of course, meditation is one really, really good way to train your mindset. But that can also be different things. It can be yoga. It can be Tai Chi. It can be martial arts. It can be, like, it can be so many things. So, like, it's just about bringing yourself into a state of trust and belief and of yeah setting an intention um and you can learn that with so so many things so it can be meditation yeah i, I know we're getting to the end of our time so I, i wanted to ask you sort of in closing i know that wim has been uh, accused of being crazy that these methods of you know it, people people have been critical of them i've I think they are crazy because I've been, I've had the benefits myself. So I guess one, what would you say to critics that say, this is all just a bunch of woo woo nonsense. And for, for those that are open to it, how much of it is intention? If, if I go into these methods thinking this is nonsense, but I'm going to do it to prove it wrong. Are you going to find that answer? Or if you go into it with an open heart and an open mind, are you going to find that answer? Mm -hmm. So how, how important is intention in this and, and what would you say to critics? Yeah, actually to critics, I would, I would say like try it yourself once. Mm -hmm. I think it's very easy. Like they don't even need to take an ice bath. They can just have a cold shower when they are all grumpy and tired in the morning and put the cold shower in their face for 30 seconds and tell me how they feel after. And they will feel a difference if they are not totally cut off from their body. And I mean, 
that is still like a lot of people cannot feel anymore. They just think. Um, so, but if they have a connection with their body and are able to feel, <laughs> they will feel a change. <laughs> um, so I, I would recommend that. And I would also probably give them some papers to read. I mean, they see like some scientific results that are significant. So they have a good p-value. They should face that. We <laughs> see further. Um, so these, this I would say to the critics and um, to people like you. You ask about intention. I think intention is very, very important. There has been only one study so far that had a look on um, your mindset and the Wim Hof method. And they overall, like it was by Middendorp um, that study, and they did show that people that are in general more optimistic, like more trusting in themselves, um, trusting in their body, had a better outcome of the Wim Hof method. Also people that highly believed in the method, so not the critics, but the people that think like, oh yeah, Wim might be crazy, but there's something <laughs> true about it. Um, I trust that somehow he, yeah, he knows. Um or I trust all the testimonials that are out there um, of people that are a lot better, um, that people that trust in themselves and trust in the method have a better outcome by practicing the Wim Hof method. But I think, to be honest, that's true with all the things that are out there. If you really trust in your supplement that you take every morning, and even if it's just, I don't know what it is, a shitty magnesium for <laughs> two euro, um, and, but you really trust in it, it works for you. Yeah. 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 Fabulous. That's terrific. If uh, anyone listening to this wants to learn more uh, about you, about the method, where can they find more information about all this? Mm, on different websites, of course. Like there's um, a huge website with a lot of information on the typical wimhoffmethod.com. There you find a lot of official information. You also find a lot of courses from teachers all over the world. Uh, in between, you will also find me. Um, but I know I'm aware that I'm very far away from you guys. <laughs> but if you ever want to come to Germany or Poland to, um, yeah book a course with me you can also go to my website and that one is called yeah my name so it's josephinewozek.com and there's one hidden bottom it says english version you find the english stuff um, that's also where i will link to your podcast oh lovely yeah. lovely this has been wonderful thank you so much for your time and uh, and for the retreat it was uh, a wonderful experience and i uh, hope to do it again and, and get to talk to you again Yes, thank you, Jeremy, and thank you, Zach. It was a pleasure. Our thanks again to Dr. Josephine Warsek. You can find out more about her at her website, josephinewarsek.com, and there is, of course, a link on our website, thefitmess.com, to find out more about her. And uh, if you happen to be in, uh, in her area to sign up for her various classes that she offers. One of the things that I think is so fascinating about cold therapy is the the many, many ways that you can do it. Uh, everything from just putting your hands and feet in cold water uh, if if the full body uh, exposure is too much, to fully submerging yourself in cold water like a cold lake in the wintertime. Uh, I you know I took a snow bath in in my most recent uh, experience outside. But Zach, you do some crazy cryotherapy. I have not done this. And again, this is me telling you that's insane. I can't imagine doing something like that. But one day it will be like readily available where I am, and I will go try it. And I'll go, oh Zach, you won't believe. You got to try this thing, man. This yeah, is amazing. Exactly. Exactly. So taking a cold shower, jumping in cold water is like this shock to your system. 
And those first 30 seconds are just, for me anyway, they're, they're pretty painful to get through. Um, I mean, you, you get accustomed to it and it gets less painful, but it's still like jarring to your body. My preferred method is to use cryotherapy where you go into a chamber full of liquid nitrogen that's super cold. How cold is it? So the one, the one I just went to a few weeks ago and I've had some stuff going on in my life, so I haven't been able to go back, but the one I went to recently, it was down to negative 180 degrees Fahrenheit. See, that sounds insane when you say it. That It, it does. It doesn't seem like the human body is supposed to be exposed to that kind of temperature. But you're only in there for two minutes and there's no shock, right? So as you as you get into that temperature, you're like, oh, this isn't bad. I can deal with this. So is it is it a gradual introduction of the cold then? Yeah. So like 15 ah. seconds later, you're like, okay, it's getting a little cold. And then at like the 30 second mark, you're like, okay, this is freezing cold. And at that point, you only have about a minute and a half left. Right. And you're done. And I mean, it's cold enough where if you left your fingers or your toes out, you're, you'd get frostbite. And there's definitely been times where I've thought that like a part of my leg froze, mm-hmm. but it didn't. And by the end of the two minutes, though, you're just, it is so cold. It is crazy cold, but you don't have that initial shock and you're like, oh, this isn't too bad. So how do you warm yourself up afterward? Your body warms yourself up. Right. But so you don't do any kind of exercise to like get the blood flowing and and you, you just walk out the door and you go back about your day. Yep. I just go about my day and I feel colder for about an hour to two hours after doing that, then I do getting into 30 degree water. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I would imagine the extreme is, is would sort of trigger that response where your body takes a longer time to, to recover, but that's where, you know, so pointing back to the Wim Hof method, which is what I've been following in terms of my uh, exposure to this therapy, the way he teaches it is, you know, you expose yourself to the cold for a couple of minutes and then you come out and you, and you do an exercise to warm your muscles back up. But I think warming up from 30 degrees versus, you know, negative 180 degrees, very different. And I don't even know what you would do. I mean, you'd have to run a marathon or something to try and warm yourself up faster from from that cold. No. It, I mean, again, like cryotherapy, it doesn't penetrate as deep as water does. Mm-hmm. Right. So the water essentially cocoons your body in it, whereas the gas that's floating around you, it's cold. But and it gets really cold on the skin, but it doesn't penetrate nearly as well as the water does. Okay, yeah, it's really interesting, and I have video of the of the two minutes that I went into the lake. That maybe I'll post that on our website as well. But a few weeks before I did that, I was up in uh, Canada and I did my first polar bear plunge with my family, and and it was literally just like run in the water and get out, and and oh my god, cold. Mm-hmm. It is such a different mental experience to intentionally walk into the water submerge yourself up to your neck and then say, start the clock mm-hmm. and to sit with that for two minutes. And, you know, like I mentioned in the interview, there was, there was a point about a minute in where all of a sudden there's just this peace that came over me. I was like, Oh, this is great. Either, either I'm hypothermic and I'm going to die or <laughs> I've just forced myself into, you know, the parasympathetic mode. And now I'm, I'm good with this. And yeah. I kind of didn't want to get out. At least that's how I felt in my head. I'll have to watch the video again and see if I was panicking, but it, there is this this not only sort of calm that comes over you, but 
the discipline aspect of it, the, the, the mental toughness that I think it helps build. And, and like she mentioned in the interview, you know, the longer you can sit with that and, and stay in it, you can sort of build up that, that resilience, I guess. I don't know that I'm in a hurry to run out and do more than two minutes because it's damn cold, but, yep. but the benefits are, are just, there's just so many. And, and I can't stress enough that, that even if you are just doing a cold shower uh, exposure, so beneficial in, in so many ways as, as we just discussed. Yeah. My wife and I have a pool at our house and, you know, we're, we're getting close to opening it. We're not quite there yet. And we have a heater on the pool. So my wife keeps telling me, okay, as soon as we open the pool, turn the heater on so we can actually use it. And I don't want to do that because I want like two to three weeks of the pool being like 34 degrees. Right. And then I'm the only one in there and I've got my own personal lake in the backyard that's, you know, 30 <laughs> degrees. So otherwise I got to go pay money for a cryo chamber. Right. Well, you could always just turn it off and just tell them like, oh, I don't know what's wrong with that thing. I, I swear I just turned it on. Huh? Huh? I'll look into it. Well, yeah, I paid a bunch of money to have it fixed last year. So, uh, well, I guess you can't, you can't, uh, that's yeah, not going to work. She'd be though. on the phone with that guy in a heartbeat, <laughs> yelling at him for not yeah. fixing the heater. <laughs> so got to be careful with that one. Yeah. All right. Well, if you want to learn more about the Wim Hof method, uh, in terms of both the breath work and the cold therapy that we've been talking about, uh, we have a link to that on our website as well. While you're there, please do check out our various affiliates. We have links to Daily Habit CBD, which has been a game changer for me in terms of managing anxiety and depression. Having that with my coffee every day has just been huge. And having it not in my coffee for the last few days has been noticeably different. So uh, I cannot recommend yeah. enough adding Daily Habit CBD to your uh, to your daily routine. I agree with that. You know, that's a great way to start the day. A great way to end the day is with an athletic brewing company beer. That has been uh, my, my lifesaver these last few days. I've... I've been so stressed. We've been out of our house. There's been some work going on, lot, just lots of stuff going on at home. And I've been so tempted to, to just like grab a beer, like in the old days and sort of uh, self-medicate. And even, you know, while we were out of our house, we were literally staying next door to what was one of my favorite breweries. And I so badly wanted to go get, you know, a, a fully alcoholic beer. Did not. I had my athletic brewing company beers with me and they taste great, and they help me manage that uh, that urge to drink when when times do get tough. So, thank mm-hmm. you to them for sponsoring us. You can learn more about them and all the other affiliates that we work with through our website, thefitmess.com. And you can subscribe to our newsletter so you never miss a thing related to the show. All of that is available at our website, and of course, you can subscribe on your favorite podcast player. That's going to do it for this episode. We will be back next week, unless of course our lives get turned upside down again, like they have in the last couple of weeks. Thank you for your patience. Sorry to uh, to be behind, but we will be back next week at thefitmess.com. We hope. See everyone. <laughs> we know this podcast is amazing and does not seem to lack anything, but we do need a legal disclaimer. Jeremy and Zach are not doctors. They do not play them on the internet, and even if they did play them on the internet, they would be really bad at it. Please consult your physician prior to implementing any changes that you heard on this podcast. The listener assumes that Jeremy and Zach do not know what they are talking about and that you will do your own research on the topics talked about on this podcast.